I feel like um, sometimes when I, when I'm totally at a loss, cause usually I'll just start playing with fabric and just seeing what feels like it looks good together to me. And then more and more lately, once I have something that I think looks good, I will mock it up first because had some trial and errors. It didn't go so well. And it was a lot of wasted effort. So <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today um, on today's episode. We're talking to Sarah Holst of Sarah Made, who is someone that I have long followed and admired on Instagram. And I'm so excited to talk to her today and ask her all of my questions. Um, she's an amazing pattern designer and makes really amazing, colorful rainbowy quilts. And we're so excited. Thanks for joining us. I am very excited to be doing this. Awesome. So first and foremost, I have so many questions for you, but let's just get into how you got started in quilting. If you had like someone in your family that got you started or just what your story is, how you got, how you got into it. Okay. So I have always liked to make things and, um, uh, my husband and I have married for 21 years and not long after we got married, he bought me a sewing machine and it was 20 years ago. So it was pre the days of like YouTube and any tutorials online. So I just kind of was winging it and making bags. And I tried making garments. Like I laid down on the floor and outlined it myself and tried to make a skirt. <laughs> totally didn't know what I was doing. And then I had a friend who taught me how to use a pattern. And so I made a few garments, but after like a year or so, it just kind of fell off. And then I got really into knitting. And so I've always really loved making things and, um, Pearl Soho. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, um, they're a store in, in New York and they have a pretty big following on Instagram. And I used to always go to their site for knitting inspiration or to buy yarn, but they also sell fabric and they had a quilt. And I just thought, I really, really want to make that quilt. I just hadn't done it before. And so um, it was 2016. And for Mother's Day, my husband got me a new sewing machine and um, I bought the, the kit to make the quilt because they sell the entire kit and I made it. And then that was it. That was four and a half years ago. And I've made over a hundred quilts since then. So yeah. it was really just seeing that one quilt and thinking, I want to make that. And that kicked it all off for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing to get into it without any tutorials or training because sewing is hard and I've never even tried garment making, but that's hard. Like it's really hard. It's hard to me now, you know, I mean, even, yeah. even now it's, it's very intimidating to make garments because quilts lay flat, which is so much easier than things that have to fit, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and you have made since then a lot of really incredible quilt patterns. I know I've made a few of your patterns and they're always just so unique and amazing and different. And you can tell, like, you can tell what a Sarah made pattern is. Like Aww, when I it come up in my feed, I'm like, mm, that's it. So <laughs> how did you transition from like quilting into pattern making? Um, it, I actually just had like one of those dot grid, you know, um, sketchbooks. And I just kind of started playing around with drawing designs and then thought, well, I would like to make that. And then it transitioned from making that to um, making patterns and doing other things. So um, it really just kind of came from that, just from a want to create myself and then just figuring, well, if you're going to make it yourself and go through all that effort, then you might as well. If, if, I mean, I've made some that I haven't done anything with, but if it could be a pattern that you think other people might be interested in, then it just kind of went from there too. And I just kind of wanted, I thought, well, this would be a great way to make the money that I 
to buy the fabric. So it's basically like a little ecosystem, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. the, that the, uh, the hobby would uh, be self-sustaining. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was a good way to do that. Yeah. That's kind of why my mom and I got into long army because we were like, well, we want to do this all the time, but we also don't want to like pay for it. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a great little, uh, you can create, um, generate your own income to keep your hobby going. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So that's how it worked for me. Yeah. Especially a long arm machine. Cause those are like a pretty big investment and it's hard to justify that without like getting some sort of return <laughs> on investment. <laughs> yes. Those are, those can be quite pricey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, your patterns are so cool. I think because they have such like different shapes and like such a unique look to them. So how, like, where do you start and where do you get your inspiration? You know, I usually start, I usually start by sketching. So I don't start with computer. Um, it usually just comes from sketching things. And sometimes, you know, if you're out and you see tiles or just different, just geometric shapes that are together for me, it just kind of comes from that. So it, that's <laughs> usually where it happens for me. It goes from paper to then making usually, and then to my computer after that. Yeah. Awesome. One of my favorite quilts I've ever made is the flower facet quilt pattern. Yeah. And I made it giant. I added like two rows and I made it a humongous square <laughs> and it's on my bed and I backed it in minky. So it weighs like 97 pounds, but yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's so beautiful. And it's just like such my style. And it, that's a thing that we love about like getting into quilting and modern quilting is like the kind of like younger, unique, like more modern patterns that are coming out. So love yeah. that. <laughs> there are so many to pick from now, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, that's such a traditional hobby is like being done by a lot of younger people. And I mean, I guess I'm kind of middle-aged now, but <laughs> it is definitely being done by younger people, which is cool. I think. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, another thing I'm curious about is just, I know that you have like some curated fabric bundles on your site and you've curated some different fabric bundles. That's something that just like continues to elude me because I think that fabrics will look good together. And then I put them together and like, no, they don't. So just what's kind of your process of that? Or do you have any like tips and tricks for putting fabrics together outside of an already curated bundle? I feel like um, sometimes when I, when I'm totally at a loss, cause usually I'll just start playing with fabric and just seeing what feels like it looks good together to me. And then more and more lately, once I have something that I think looks good, I will mock it up first because had some trial and errors. It didn't go so well. And it was a lot of wasted effort. So now I will kind of play on the computer once I've decided what I want. But if I feel totally at a deadlock, I just go to Pinterest and just type in like color inspiration and then just see what comes up because there's so much of it out there, you know? So um, that's usually where I look or just the other night, my husband and I were watching something on TV and I like had my phone out and I was taking a picture because in the background, there were some colors that I liked and I thought, Oh, that could be good for a quilt. So it really comes from just any time I see color and I think that it would look good. So, yeah, I love that. Um, I had a question. It flew my brain. Um, oh, what kind of like, what kind of software, like when you mock it up on a computer, what are you using to do that? Cause I've tried to use some of that stuff and I cannot figure it out. <laughs> well, I, um, lately I've been using illustrator, okay. but my background before that was photography. So I know Photoshop, um, which is not at all the, um, it's not the best way for shapes, for geometric things and for mocking things up. It's not ideal and it's more cumbersome. So it, um, illustrator has been very handy. Um, and it's, it's pretty straightforward and there are a lot of tutorials online for learning to use it, but I've also had some friends who are pretty good and, um, just given me some pointers along the way. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I know there's some quilt software out there where you're supposed to be able to like plug in the fabric and be able to see it, but it just was not going well for me. So I resorted to like manually also like using Canva or, or illustrator. Um, but yeah, um, I'm totally dominating this, Amanda. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I know. It's like, I think I like, I just like start listening and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm part of this (laughs) out of body experience. Um, yeah, I guess, um, like, do you still, so, I mean, your quilt photos are amazing and we kind of knew you had a background in photography, but, um, do you still really like, do you use, or do you do photography outside of your quilt photos or, um, at this point, I only do, I don't advertise or push for any photography business. Um, I kind of slowed down anyway, because I have five kids and I homeschool and photography takes up a lot of time besides just doing the session. It takes up a lot of time afterwards to edit. So I kind of slowed down from that anyway. And quilting was a better fit because I can do it at home and I can, you know, work around it a lot more easily. So no, I have some people who are like repeat clients that I take pictures of in the fall usually and um or if they have baby but that's about it no yeah you and I sound very similar because I also do quilting and photography and sometimes it is too much but I love having that feel to take like amazing quilt photos so uh, I love your photos they're beautiful and amazing like that one on the homepage of your website with that like BG background I just drool over so do you have Mm -hmm. any like tips or tricks on quilt photography you know, I think it, it's the same as with photography of anything. It's lighting. Yeah. I think that that's like, if I finish something and it's 11 o'clock at night, I never take a picture of it and post it because the lighting is terrible. I yeah. just wait for the next day. Yeah. So that to me is the most important thing. If it's inside your house, just get near a window, you know, or, um, but don't ever use like the lights in your house. because <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> So that would be the only advice I would give people, whether you're taking it with your phone or with a camera, it would be lighting. Yeah, totally. Um, Another tip that I would just add is like, there's photo editing software that you can get for free or for very cheap. It's just like an app on your phone and just running like a quick, like lighten the exposure a little bit, add some color can make like such a huge difference. A little contrast maybe. Yeah. 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 That can make, and even Instagram's little filters. um, Those do a pretty good job too. Yeah. Just a little something. Yeah, totally. Um, very cool. I have been looking at your newest quilt pattern, the Clover Point quilt, and it's very cool. And there's some crazy shapes happening in there. Can you just talk a little bit about like that pattern and your inspiration for it? And if you like need any special tools or anything for it like that? No, it's uh, star quilts are my favorite. I don't know why. I just really like them. They're just the classic sawtooth star and really any kind of star quilt. I just... I don't know. It's my favorite classic quilt block. And, um, but they've been done many, many, many times. And so it's kind of hard to think of something new. And that one just came from sketching, just sitting Mm -hmm. in my drawing book and just sketching. And it just came about. And I didn't realize until I put the blocks together, all the other shapes that would come out of it, you know, but, um, but no, the only, I mean, it's half square triangles, half rectangle triangles. So half rectangle triangles I know are intimidating to some people until they tried them but then once you try them you realize that they're they're pretty easy so no nothing special just the basic quilting stuff yeah I love that 
I've done a half rectangle quilt before um, where it just created like diamond shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told this story on the podcast before because it was the first, the one and only one that I've made. And I wouldn't say it was super hard, but I definitely had a problem with like my seams, like really bulking up where the diamonds came together. And I was long arming it at Amanda's <laughs> shop. And her mom came in and she was like, these seams are huge. Is the long arm going over these? And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Like oh. obvious, obviously it was, I had no way to control that. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, um, I tend to be a press open. I press my seams open usually unless they're going to nest. Mm. And if they're not yeah. going to nest, I press them open just for, yeah. Because of yeah. I'm like, do it. She's yeah. like, I'm not pressing them open. I'm like, do it. You'll think yourself <laughs> later. Cause I always press my stuff open. She's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Less the nesting is really nice. Like uh, then came June. Her patterns usually nest. She has a lot of nesting that's really good. But yeah. other than that, I'm gonna press open. Yeah, there's definitely some I love to nest to seam, but there's definitely some patterns where pressing open just makes more sense. But I yeah. still love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's sassing me about it. <laughs> I mean, I gotta get my jabs in somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. That's funny. That's actually, so at the end of the episode, we usually ask like a speed round of questions. And one of those is like, do you press your seams open? And we've gotten like, I want to say like 50, 50. It seems like people are, are pretty loyal to whichever way they do it though. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't consider myself too much of a perfectionist with quilting. Um, but that is one of the things that, that I, that I just usually do more out of habit than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something that we've like both learned as we've gotten into quilting over the past couple of years is like, you can't be a perfectionist with it. And it's good to hear like from people like you, because I think that your quilts are perfect. And so it's great to hear that, like, you're kind of overlooking some of these things too. No. <laughs> like, <they're>, <laughs> oh yeah. And there have been times, I mean, I only post the things that I like. So yeah. I've made quilt tops where I'm like, Ooh, this is not so good. And just doesn't make it to Instagram, you know? <laughs> yeah when I'm taking a picture of a quilt I'll like choose like the most perfect if I'm doing a close-up or something like yes. what's the corner that looks like the most the best and I'll take a picture of that corner oh, where's yes. my Christmas that, corner right it's very wise social media advice take yeah. a picture of the best part yeah, yeah. Like, typical social media good. fashion yeah, yeah. we're only yeah. showing our best side right. uh, quilts are not above it no. <laughs> definitely not oh my gosh um do you have any like any like quilt inspiration or like people that you really admired like whose style that you've really admired that kind of inspired your style or is that all you well I feel like the people like there are accounts that I admire where I look at their stuff and I'm like yeah I just couldn't do that you know what I mean so like, um, I'm not sure if you follow Entropies. His name is Luke Haynes. And mm-hmm. he makes quilt patterns that I'm like, never in a million years. I just couldn't do it. But I admire it so much because I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And a lot of people who make quilts out of like recycled fabric. Um, there's an English quilter. Um, I think his handle is a full English. And mm-hmm. his is the same. It's like he uses a lot of recycled fabrics and stuff. Yeah. And there's just no way I could pull it off. Like, even yeah. if I tried and I went to Goodwill and I just bought a bunch of stuff, it would never look like that. So yeah. I really admire people who do what I feel like I just stylistically, I couldn't pull off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I really like to, accounts like that are really fun for me to follow. Yeah. That's very cool. 
yeah, there's definitely some patterns and ways of quilting that I'm like, that's not for me. But we've kind of <laughs> talked about this before too. Like we're, I think the great thing about it is that you're always kind of growing and improving. Right. And so patterns that I looked at a couple of years ago and I was like, I could never do that are like patterns that I'm making now. So right. that's always great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it is always good. And I feel like your taste and your styles kind of change too, you know, from what you start with and yeah. Um, I just tend to be drawn to color for some reason. Um, yeah. I don't wear a lot of color and I don't think my house is super colorful, but for some reason with fabrics, I'm drawn to color. Yeah. I love that. I think a lot of my quilts are rainbow. We also like, if I can make it a rainbow, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, I I like my most quilt. muted quilt. <laughs> 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 well, and in particular warm colors for me. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know why I just really like warm colors. So yeah. the sunset. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So definitely changed because I know there's some quotes that I made like a couple of years ago that I thought were so amazing. You know, I'm like, mm. but then I pull them out after a while. Like there's one that I was like, I should probably get rid of that one. But then I pulled it out and I was like, no, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I do that sometimes too. And then think, oh, I could just, you know, find someone to gift this to or donate it to. And then my kids are like, no, because I think they have sentimental attachment from using. Yeah. It, you know? yeah. That's totally so, fair. Yeah. Um, as a quilter, how many quilts do you have in your house right now? Um, I mean, even with my kids on their beds, there's probably eight quilts there, you know, amongst really? the five kids that they all sleep with. Yeah. Because they each have at least one. What do you and do with all the quilts you make? Um, and then I have, I mean, I have one on my bed and then we probably have eight or nine in our living room. Okay. But I gift them usually. I, I don't know. I just feel like the market for selling them for the value of what they're worth as far as the work that goes into it is not really there. Yeah. So I would rather gift it than try to sell it. And yeah. I have plenty of friends who are willing to accept them. So <laughs> I don't really, I, I mean, I've made quilting friends through the local quilt guild, but I don't in my normal, like my friends that I already had, none of them built. So there are plenty of people for me to yeah. yeah. And family. So I usually ask that question to justify the sheer amount of quilts that I have in my house. Um, <laughs> yeah. How many do you have in your house? Oh, I will preface this by saying that it's just me that lives here and my two dogs and each dog has probably three quilts <laughs> for, their, for their own. Um, I want to say probably have, I probably have 20, 15 or 20 but I mean, that's yeah, it's just that like you make them and then like, what do you do with them? I do have an Etsy shop where I sell some of them, but it is hard because quilts, I think people don't realize how expensive that can be. Like just buying the fabric can be hundreds of dollars. And then right. when you add in like all the labor and time that goes into them, like they can get spendy. Yeah. So they are hard to, they are, it's a small market, I think, to try to sell a quilt. <laughs> I feel like baby quilts would probably be, I'm guessing would be easiest because they're smaller and because people are willing to spend money a lot of times when they have a baby, you know, cause it'd be in like an heirloom. So yeah, totally. Yeah. But I know I've, I've gifted a ton. I know Amanda's gifted a ton. Like we've both made a ton of quilts and gifted them and that's a great, that's great. It's, we always win at baby showers. We always win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everybody else, just put your presents away. It's fine. They can open them later. Right. <laughs> don't want to look at them anymore. The baby no. quilts <laughs> wins. The handmade quilts every time. Yeah. 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 We've done wedding quilts. Like we've had like collaboration projects where like 
because our two other best friends, they also quilt. So it's like, we're always making something and then it'll be like, oh, so-and-so is getting married. So then the four of us will sit down and bust out a quilt really fast. And then we have a wedding quilt to gift or it's like, okay, this person's having a baby, this person's having a baby. So we'll just like bust out a bunch of quilts and like help each other out. And we can get so many quilts done that way. So did you all know each other and then learn to quilt or did you meet each other through quilting? No, we were friends. We worked at, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Hastings, but it's like a movie rental bookstore, like tchotchke place. But, um, we all worked there like for a long time together. And then, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways job wise, but we, you know, we remained friends through there. And then Beth is actually our friend Beth got us into, cause she started quilting first and then was like, come on guys, you can make it too. And Miranda and I were like, no, <laughs> we were like, we're not doing that. But, and like my mom's been sewing and, and crafting and she used to make like cl- my clothes and my formal dresses. And like, she made lots of garments and all that stuff. But anyway, so yeah, we, we got into quilting kind of together. So, well, that's really cool. I've yeah. not, I've yet been able to convince any of my friends to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jen had to kind of like, they, she finally was like, listen, we're going to plan a day. We're going to go to the fabric store and pick out our fabrics together. We're going to sit down together and we're going to hold <laughs> your hand and make you sew. And we were like, why? <laughs> yeah. We told story in the first episode of our podcast, how like that day that she made us quilt, because we both were like, we're not going to quilt. And she was like, yeah, you are. Um, and that day, like both of us cried multiple times and <laughs> That very first quilt I make is like still hiding in a cupboard because I think it's just horrendously ugly. So I never, you never I never even finished it though, did you? Like you never quilted it? No, like it's just the top. See, it's I finished mine. Well, I didn't finish mine. Jen um, long armed it, Beth bound it, and then I sleep with it every night. So yeah, we were really dragged into it, kicking and screaming, but it's been great. It is so much fun to like have a group of friends to kind of bounce ideas off of and they help us out of jams all the time because quilting can be really frustrating at times and yeah it can yeah. or if you're up against a deadline where you need to get something done yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah oh my gosh um what do you have one of your patterns that is like your nearest and dearest or like your just the favorite one that you've ever made or is it just kind of your current one at the time like I think it's Clover Point, and I think that it will be probably, it'll probably stay as my favorite for a while, just because I feel like there are so many options and possibilities, and Mm -hmm. um, the cover quilt, I haven't shown it yet on Instagram, but it's made with starry fabric, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is my favorite fabric line. (laughs) So um, I think just because of that, it's just everything came together. Yeah just the way that I wanted it to. And, um, the long arm panto is even like my favorite one. So I think that it, it just, everything about that quilt came together the way I wanted. So I can foresee that one being my favorite for a while. Is that the one that you were hand stitching the stars onto the binding? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw that and I was like, that's one of those things I would never, I could never do that. (laughs) Like staring at it. Like this is crazy perfection and I could never do it. Well, once again, I had prepped, you know, I didn't, that's not the spot that I started on. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had already kind of gone through a few passes to kind of figure out like what, what's going to work the best. And, and 
Yeah. I do it in passes. So I make one pass of all the straight lines of the stars. And then I come back to oh. make the diagonals of the stars. I don't make each star individually because that I feel like would be more time consuming. So, so I'm doing it as passes, which I think makes it go faster. And then also you get into a rhythm because you're doing the same shape every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turned out beautiful. It totally looks like machine done because oh. each star was like identical <laughs> I have personally never even like hand found a quilt I machine bind all of them so that is just so impressive to me <laughs> well thanks it's a good end of the night activity you know once my kids are in bed and if we're just gonna watch something on tv then it's kind of just something good to mindless and yeah but still doing something it makes me feel productive while I just sit and watch tv so right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I use, I was like pretty adamant. Well, for my own stuff, like I, I don't hand bind my own things, but recently, like, cause I recently quit teaching and went into working full-time in the, in the long arming shop with my mom. And, um, there's just been a lot of quilts where my mom's like, we're making this for someone else. We got to hand bind it. And I'm like, huh? You do just invisible stitch. Binding? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that actually takes me longer. That's part of the reason I do the big stitch because I feel like it's faster. Yeah. Um, not yeah. always just because I want the, the decorative stitch. It's because I think it's faster <laughs> for yeah. me. I, it seems like it would be faster because you're just like weaving through where instead of just trying to nip that the very right. edge of the, yeah. the fabric and trying to bury that. And so I've gotten, I've gotten faster. I did a, I did a pretty good size quilt yesterday in about three and a half hours. So I was like pretty proud of myself, but yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. My fingers are always like so tender at the end. And I was like, use the thimbles. I was like, I am. They just. <laughs> you use the finger grips, the little pink, the silicone mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. I have to use those because if I don't, my fingers are so sore by the end of uh, pulling the needle. I've been, I've been trying different things because like she has these metal thimbles and they don't really work. And then I have these like little stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like moleskin stickers and they actually work pretty good. So those have been my go-to because you just stick it. I just stick it on the spot where I'm like pushing the needle more and like, yes, it works. Do you wear anything on your other fingers on your gripping fingers? Um, yeah, I put them on there too. So I've got it yeah. like on my, yeah. <laughs> all the Before little, I did that, my fingers would be like bruised underneath yeah. from pulling the needle. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, lots of blood, sweat and tears going to quilting as we know. But... <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Machine yeah. binding continues to sound great to me. <laughs> We haven't convinced you. <laughs> no, I have had a couple of quilts handbound, and by that I mean I make Amanda or like one of our other friends do it for me. <laughs> We're like here, Beth, because she's yeah. she was the one who was binding everybody's quilts before, because she can do it so fast. And like we would just be like, here you go. And then I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. I did it on two of my quilts, early quilts, and then I was like, screw that, I'm just sewing it <laughs> on the machine. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At first it like didn't dawn on me that I could just machine bind my quilt. So I was having her bind all of them. And then I saw like an Instagram video or something and I was like, I can just use my sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. anyone do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't people do that? It happens to be one of the steps that I enjoy. You know, like there are certain steps that you like about Instagram. Yeah. I don't, I really just like making binding. Um, and I don't really like machine attaching it to the front, but I really like hand sewing it. Yeah, I can see that. So I don't know. Since I like it, I might as well do it. (laughs) My mom likes it too. So I'm like, if you want to hand bind that fine, I'm going to (laughs) like, I'll make the bind. I like making the binding because I think, again, it's one of those repetitive things that 
it's, you know, you just make a long strip and then you're, you know, ironing yeah. it. And I kind of like that process, but yeah, once I have to put it on, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's not me. <laughs> I don't like making it. I want to get one of those tools, like one of those hacks where you can just like pull the fabric through and it like folds it the right way as you Mr. iron. Domestic. Mr. Domestic always shows him like making binding on his and I'm like, oh, I want one of those bias tape machines. I just feel like it can't look as easy or it can't be as easy as it looks in those videos. But if it is Ooh. worth it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You just invest in one of those and you can make that process faster. <laughs> then you can That's get to true. the hand binding. That's true. That's very true. I maybe should do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. Do you have any other questions, Amanda, before I take over again? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I was just going to ask um, where people can find you online. If there's anything you want to like promote or talk about, I know we talked about your new pattern a little bit, but anything you're excited for in the future? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, this coming year is, I think I'm going to attempt hosting a sew along and maybe planning to do two of them. So I think I'll, I, my plan is to do one for Clover Point. And then um, I've had people ask if I would do one for Fair Isle. So I think that I might do one for that too. Um, yeah, that's very cool. That's one of those patterns that I am scared of. I'm looking at it right now. And that is a lot of pieces. <laughs> a lot of pieces. It's a lot of pieces. But there's a lot of chain piecing, which makes it, yeah. makes it work really quickly. So, um, so yeah, I think I might do one of those and, um, I don't know, just see where this year takes me. Uh, I really love quilting and I, um, like writing patterns, um, but, uh, homeschooling and, you know, being mom and, and a wife that comes first. So it kind of just depends whatever I can get done is what gets done. And I try not to, try not to be too hard on myself to, to push for too many goals. So I try to set goals and then just be relaxed about meeting them. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have our rapid fire questions pulled up, Amanda? Cause I do not. I sure do. Well, we always end on this note. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. You can choose to explain or not explain yourself. I mean, okay. no judges okay. here. We're just, we just like to ask these questions. Um, okay. Okay. First one. Do you sew over pins? No, not usually only every once in a while. And very slowly if I do. Okay. Otherwise I, I, like, my, I like my eyes. So I'm afraid. <laughs> yes. That's what I say too. I do it all the time and I've never had any problems. So I don't know. I've hit them before. So I think that's why I don't. I have oh, to. Okay. It's like, you don't have problems until you have a problem and then you right. have shrapnel coming at your face. So I'm just playing with fire here. I think <laughs> I do put them in my mouth though. I do hold yeah, them in my mouth. I do too. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm willing to take that risk. So <laughs> <laughs> um, next one, do you trim your threads off the back of your quilts before you quilt them? Only if it's really dark. Only if it's uh, like super dark fabric against super white. Otherwise I feel like it yeah. all blends in in the end, you know. They go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, they disappear. They do. <laughs> um, do you square your blocks? Only if they look like they're off. Otherwise, I'm trusting my seam allowance to have done what it was supposed to do. Good, good, good. That's how I am. I'm like, I don't, I'm not squaring that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we already talked about you do iron your seams open. Yes, I do. And that was our last one. So <laughs> I just feel like they're kind of like 
yeah, we, they're like 50, 50 questions. So I kind of like to ask them because it's like, people are really either like one way or the other. Right. Yes. Yes. It's definitely true. Definitely. People have their preferences. So yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. This has been so great. It's so great to like meet people from the quilty community on Instagram and get to talk to them in real life. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Um, amazing. You can find Sarah on Instagram at Sarah made, and she also has a great website where you can buy her patterns and fabric bundles. Um, and that's, that's all she wrote. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It was really fun to chat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.